Hey everybody, I'm Eric Arnault and this is Blank Cassette, your favorite podcast about mixtapes, uh, hopefully. Uh, we're doing something a little different this week because it kind of felt like a good thing to do. Uh, as you're probably all aware, last Monday was a really horrible day of news all around. And among a lot of bad was the death of the iconic Tom Petty. Uh, so I put out a call to past show guests, friends, and listeners to send in audio remembrances of Tom, along with their favorite tracks, and that's what you're going to hear today. Uh, special thanks to Marcus McNeil, Charlie Madsen, Gary Lucy, Nora Seidman, Ben Rathert, and Marnie Thompson for their lovely reflections, and a double shout-out to Marcus, a fellow podcaster, for producing his own segment and giving me a really great edit point with Refugee. Uh, hey Marcus, do you want to work on this show? Maybe there's always room, buddy. Uh, I'll post a link to Marcus's own work, the Hero Index podcast, if anyone wants some new listening material. Uh, as always, if you want to submit a mix and a story to Blank Cassette, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to mixtape at nerdalogs.com with a track list and a brief description of why the mix exists, and we'll get back to you ASAP. Uh, just a note for all Ian fans, the Tom Petty app bumped the schedule around, but he'll be back next week with a really moving piece, and then I'm interviewing a really sweet music author, uh, but of course we have plenty of room for your mixes too, we've got an open schedule, especially in 2018, so guys, let's hear your stuff. Uh, on a more serious note, I hope that if you were a Tom Petty fan, you recognize yourself in some of the stories you're about to hear. Uh, I was pretty amazed at the way that six disparate people ended up telling stories with striking commonalities, um, but I guess that's the power of music, right? That's exactly what Ian talks about in his episodes, and I think it's totally on display here. Thanks for everything, Tom. It was 1999 and I was taking a road trip with my friends. Of course, the most important thing you can do on a road trip is pick what music to listen to. One of my friends suggested Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, to which I asked, Tom Petty? They say, what, you never heard never of Tom, heard of Petty? Tom Come Petty? Come on, dude. Seriously? No, no, no. Of course I've heard of Tom Petty. I just never listened to him. His music really didn't fit my sensibilities, which was distinctly new wave and post-punk for that era. But here's my chance, for the first time, to really listen to his music. And then pop the album, 1980's Damn the Torpedoes. Great place to start, by the way. And as soon as Refugee kicks in, I understand. Much in the way of Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan, there's something distinctly American about Tom Petty's music. Whether it's the themes of burgeoning manhood, young love, there's just something that touches on the spirit of exploration and maturation that resonates with me. Even though I was a black kid from inner city Chicago, I could relate to the themes that he talked about. And that broad appeal helped me connect to his music, and by the time I was halfway through Here Comes My Girl, I was converted to the Church of the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty provided the soundtrack to my life that summer. Though his death stings, for me, his work and his life is immortalized in those moments. In that long road trip with my friends, in those late summer nights, and those quiet moments spent beside the girl that I loved. 
So something that I'll carry with me forever. For me, Tom Petty was uh, probably the most ubiquitous artist uh, as far as my playlists went uh, when I made mixtapes. He was there when you wanted to mellow out. He was there after a breakup. Uh, He was there when you were bummed. He just kind of fit most every occasion, especially when you were driving. Like His music was always best when you had people singing along at the top of their lungs with the windows down, going down the highway. Because it was a lot of the time about... uh, dreamers and losers and people just exploring their life and their world. Uh, I like comparing him to a denim jacket that's well worn, uh, it's good for a lot of occasions and it just makes you comfortable. It's Americana and he combines so many different things uh, with blues and rock and roll and uh, 
well, not metal, but there, there's a lot in there that's just uh, that overlaps just the classic rock genre. His, his music's like classic rock incarnate. And I have a playlist that I made just a few weeks ago of uh, just called, you know, Credence, Seeger, and Petty. And just music that I want to hear when I'm driving. I don't want to think about it. I can just hit shuffle and I know I'll be happy with the results. Because he's one of those artists where his best of albums is as good as some of the great albums. And there's not a lot of people you can say that about. Because usually best ofs, you get like five or ten, kind of just don't go to side B. Speaking of side B, my favorite thing that he contributed was uh, on his solo album, Full Moon Fever. It was uh, Hello CD Listeners, that little bit that he does. Uh, at the end of the A side, where he addresses the, the CD listeners and letting them know that he's vamping a little bit so that the people who have tapes can flip over their tapes. Uh, it's fantastic. I've never heard that before and, uh, or since. And uh, just a funny, creative guy in the lyrics. Uh, he was obviously in good company with George Harrison, Roy Orbison, and the rest on the Traveling Wilburys. And um, I will say that I miss him, but. He made such a contribution to all the music that I listen to on a continual basis that, like, it's there. It's always there for me, and it always will be there for me. I'm glad that so many other people enjoyed his stuff, because it makes making road trip playlists that much easier. I tell you. Hello CD listeners, we've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two.
One aspect of uh, Tom Petty's work that he deserves a lot of credit for is the female characters in his songs are almost always very three-dimensional. They all they all pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> and this at a time when society itself was like not all that woke about women's issues, let alone rock music, you know. Um, I haven't had a time to test this theory out, but I bet if you examine a hundred songs where the title is a woman's name, like 85 of them really wouldn't be about that woman at all or, you know, her hopes and dreams, but, uh, but more about like the anguish the singer is going through or whatever. It's, it's, it's always about the guy, but, uh, but, but Tom Petty was always struggling for that deeper understanding of the fair sex as exemplified by, uh, side one cut four of damn the torpedoes. Shadow of a Doubt, parentheses, a complex kid, close parentheses. I I love that one so much, I, I borrowed part of the title for this uh, screenplay I wrote called The Complex Kid, which, uh, which doesn't really have anything to do with the song at all. It's actually about uh, ventriloquism and synchronized swimming, standard Hollywood stuff. But, uh, but uh, Petty was the inspiration, and he will be missed. Thank you. 
when I was, I want to say, 12 in the year 1996, my sister had joined the Columbia House deal where, you know, you pay a penny and you get 12 cassette tapes. Uh, I don't think she even signed up for CDs. It was just cassette tapes. And then they would keep sending her things or wrong things or whatever. But somehow she ended up with a copy of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers soundtrack to the motion picture. She's the one. And she didn't want it. It was not her style. So she said, here you go, Nora, take this. And I fell in love. It's a fantastic album. I didn't really know Tom Petty at the time, and I certainly didn't know what the movie She's the One is. (laughs) I did some research, and it turns out a bunch of those songs are just rejects from from the previous album, and only a couple songs are like originals for the movie, and there's a couple of covers on there, but they're fantastic covers. I like, I wore this cassette out. Especially, especially... So there are two songs on the soundtrack that show up twice, once on side A and once on side B, if you're listening to the cassette tape and it's 1996. Uh, Walls and Angel Dream. And I honestly couldn't tell you which version of which I think is better because I think all four versions are fantastic. No one ever talks about it when they talk about Tom Petty albums. And uh, it was left out of the... Tom Petty documentary that it came out a couple years ago and like every career-wide like compendium of Tom Petty's discography like they always skip over this which is weird because uh, I think it's a fantastic album and uh, it's on Spotify you should check it out Tom Petty will miss you over mountains I floated away across an ocean Sundowns are golden, then fade 
you got a heart so big it could crush this town and I can't hold out forever even walls fall down hey there uh so Tom Petty uh last Monday when the news hit, uh, man, I was surprised how much that hit me. Um, certainly in the wake of the tragedy earlier that day, you know, my feelings were already up in a dander about it, but then, like, I didn't really expect the passing of Tom Petty to hit me as much as it did, because uh, he, he means so much to me. Um, my uh, my sister and I got his greatest hits uh, back in the day. I think it was like our first 12 CDs that you get free from Columbia House, and man, we wore that thing out. Uh, later in high school, driving around in my car, like learning how uh, the losers get lucky sometimes and how you don't have to live like a refugee. Um, I've, I'd never heard of Reseda, California before free falling, but I, I felt like I could relate to what it must be like to live there. Uh, anyway, obviously, like foundational cornerstone, just pure driving rock music that's so good to listen to. Uh, my family and I were on a road trip uh, to Arkansas. Um, back in high school and we, we were in a rummage shop and I came across a really beat up copy of the soundtrack for the movie She's the One at which all the music is by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers so I'm like I'll pick this up and the song that was there that, uh, that stuck out as the first single is uh, Walls the circus version and I instantly fell in love with that song it's so good it's so fun it's, it's just happiness you know really distilled I, I love the message behind the song that we're not dark and twisted people forever, that eventually love wins and eventually the walls come down. Um, man, Tom Petty, everything to him, man. Some things are over, some things go on. Part of me you carry, part of me is gone. Thanks for the tooth, man. Alright, bye. Crush this town and I can't hold out forever Even walls fall down
She's a good girl Loves her mama Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl She's crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too And it's a long I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart In 2012, or 2010, rather, um, I had just graduated college, and my first job out of school was, was working at the Four Seasons Hotel in uh, downtown Chicago, and I was starting in the room service department, and I was nervous, uh, I was excited, uh, first you know, real-world job, um, and the first weekend I was working there, uh, Tom Petty was actually a guest at the hotel, um, staying in you know, our top corner suite uh, with his whole entourage. Um, and as a guest, you know, he, he kept to himself, he's very quiet, uh, but I remember him being very health conscious. Uh, he would order oatmeal with berries, uh, just plain, every day with soy milk, uh, a soy latte, and um, it just struck me as kind of funny, uh, you know, given how he had a whole history of, you know, not, not so healthy uh, activities, so I guess that was kind of nice to see, um, turning the page there. Um, but one of the biggest things working at the hotel was that, you know, whenever we did have celebrity guests, we couldn't tell anybody. Um, you know, we kept their uh, status and, you know, privacy. We took that very seriously. Um, didn't want, you know, press or paparazzi coming around trying to take pictures of them in the lobby. So I couldn't tell anybody until he checked out. Um, but all I would tell, you know, friends and family were like, oh my god, somebody very famous is staying here this weekend, I can't believe it. And then finally he checked out, I was able to tell them. Um, it was super fun. And so the night that he died, uh, my mom texted me just to you know, remark on the Vegas tragedies and also Tom's death. And I texted back saying, you know, hey, I remember he was actually the first celebrity guest I encountered. I did not expect her to you know, think of that at all. I mean, that was seven years ago. Um, but she texted back saying, yeah, I remember, you were so excited. Uh, the biggest tragedy is how he said that this was going to be his last tour because he wanted to spend time and make memories with his new granddaughter. And I really empathize with that because I never had a very close relationship with my grandparents. Um, and there's just you know, so many things that I wish I could ask them about. Um, and, you know, luckily for her, there's going to be no lack of stories about uh, her granddad and uh, the influence that he had on, on uh, so many people. So that's really great.
Listening to Blank Cassette, a proud member of the Nerdalogs family of podcasts. Blank Cassette is co-produced by Eric Arnaud and Ian Williams. Special acknowledgement to honorary granddaddy producer Gary Lucy. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you want to hear complete versions of the songs, check out our Spotify playlist for each episode, or buy the songs through your favorite music retailer. Supporting the arts is the best. If you'd like to hear bonus material that didn't make the final edit of the episode, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdalogs. Your patronage supports the existence of this show and others that we work really hard on. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.